Hey there, sweet sister friend. Welcome back to the Shine with Franny show. I am so glad you're here. All right, so today, y'all, I am gonna share both biblical wisdom as well as a lot of worldly wisdom because I know that we are called, you know, to help and to serve others. And I had an interaction with a woman today who is... Christian, but really not walking in it. And so I just felt like I was able to minister to her. And I felt like, you know what? I need to make this as a podcast episode because this might be for a sister or a sister who knows someone who is also in the same situation. So I just pray that this blesses you. And I'm going to start by sharing the actual story. Of course, I will leave names out. Um, but let me give you a little bit of background here and context. If you follow me on social, you might know a little bit about this. Um, or if you've been following in the show for a little while as well, you might know some of the background of this. Um, first of all, if you are here and you have been here for a while, thank you so much for continuing to come back. And if you're new, I'm so glad you're here. All right. So I moved to Cleveland in 2001 and then I lived here until 2017. And I moved away in 2017 to Florida to get away from a toxic relationship that I was in. If you don't know that story, you can go back and listen. It was, um, I share a lot about my affair and I will be sharing more about that soon because I know that there's further healing that needs to happen and have gotten a lot of feedback about that um, as of late as related to relationships. All right, I don't want to digress that. But so now I'm back in Cleveland. So at the time of this recording, it is 2022, February of 2022. And so I've been gone for five years. And not only, you know, are things, have things changed because of COVID, you know, businesses are different and shopping plazas have popped up. And I'm like, whoa, that wasn't here before. But you know, there's people, people come and go. And so when I first moved here in 2001, I was a member of Bally's and that was the best thing for me. I had already been on my weight loss journey and my health journey, and that was like a little family. Like our Bally's crew were tried and true. Well, then Bally's closed, and so we kind of all hopped around and did different gyms, And but we were still very closely connected. Like once a month, we did dinners out. We would go on trips together. Like we went to New York City and ran a race. We did the Akron Half Marathon as a relay. Like there was just this like kind of little community, and it was just awesome. Now, of course, also having been a teacher, a fitness instructor, I knew many people from many different gyms. At one time, you guys, I was teaching at five different gyms simultaneously. Talk about having to have a Google calendar. (laughs) I literally had to live by like, where am I supposed to be today? (laughs) What time do I have to be there? And all the things. So, you know, the fitness community, you very well might know this, but there's kind of like their own little breed of people. They're the gym junkies and they all know each other. And sometimes you don't even know their name or their backstory, their last name, but you see them out and you're like, oh my gosh, you feel like you know everything about them because you know what class they take, you know what spot they stand in, all the things. So anyways, so I joined back at this one gym and I walked into, I've just seen a ton of people that I've known. And so I walked into the gym and I was going, getting ready to go into the class in like 10 minutes. And there was a lady and I saw her and she recognized me right away. And I'm just gonna be very honest. I didn't recognize her right away. She just looked differently. Of course, first of all, it's five years. So my brain is like, okay, what can I fit in this gray matter that is necessary? And so it's a woman who I know, you know, again, casual acquaintances, and we follow each other on social and whatnot. And she was like, oh my gosh, Franny, you're back. And she was so excited. And she's like, you look exactly the same. And I love following you on social. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I, you know, I recognized her then at this point. Now I'll tell you, I didn't recognize her initially because she's heavier. And so the picture that she has on Facebook is different, right? Than, than what she is now. And she's beautiful. And there's nothing, you know, to say about that. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like sometimes things are unrecognizable. People have their hair a different color or, you know, wearing makeup or not or whatever. Let's just be real. And so I said, oh my gosh, you look great. And she deflected the compliment as oftentimes we do. And, you know, especially as women, we oftentimes do that. 
And then y'all, she nearly spontaneously combust into tears right there on the gym floor. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Now, you know, I'm in the back of my head. The fleshly part of me is like, well, I'm starting class and I'm going to miss class. But then I was like, okay, Lord, like this is an opportunity for ministry. Let's just talk about how God can use even a gym floor as your mission field. All right. That might be speaking to someone today. And so I like kind of like ushered over. I said, well, would you like to talk about this over here? Like I didn't want it to be right in the main you know, corridor area where people are coming because now this woman is like ugly crying. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And it was a little bit awkward. And, you know, because I haven't seen her, like, and I really don't know a lot about her besides what her life looks like on social, you know, and I haven't seen her in years. And even then our relationship was, you know, more gym related than personal. So we walk over kind of to the other, you know, to the side of the gym and she just starts spilling out her guts. And this is all you guys like in a three minute conversation. And she is just literally like ugly crying at this point, like snotty nose, like wiping it on the towel. <laughs> if she was a five-year-old, be you know, wiped up on her arm, on her sleeve, on her arm. And she's like, I have just gained so much weight. And she's like, I have seriously yo-yoed over the last two years, 50 pounds. She's like, I have so many different sizes in my closet. And she just starts like literally spilling out her guts to me. And I'm sitting there and I'm just nodding and my eyes are tearing up because I can just see the frustration and the pain in her eyes. And literally now it's just like spilling out of her. And she's going on and on and telling me about, you know, every diet that she's done. And she's literally listing you guys. She's like, and I did keto and I did intermittent fasting and I've tried the juice cleanses and the detox diets and I've done Shakeology shakes. And she's literally listing out every single thing she's done in the last two years. And then she goes on to say, and then even recently, like just last month in January, I did a fast and I lost 10 pounds. And then she's like, and we're only one week into February, not even a full week. And I'm already up six. And I was like, and I'm just sitting there looking at her and you know, y'all know me, I can talk and talk and talk. And I'm sitting there and I was like, oh, sweet baby girl. And I was like, my heart goes out to you. And I didn't apologize for anything. And I just said, I can so feel for you. I have been there. I have done that. I'm like, it's painful. I'm like, tell me what has worked for you. And I'm like trying to like coach her through this. And she's like, nothing works long-term. And, and she's just going on and on. And she's literally just like unraveling in front of me. And I'm just sitting there and my heart was aching. And, you know, I don't want to like make the story about me. So of course, you know, with her, I'm like sitting there and I'm just like, it must be so hard and I can only imagine and tell me about your, you know, your life at home. And because that you guys impacts a lot. Like if she has three kids at home and she's homeschooling kids and she can't keep it together and she's eating like animal crackers and Lunchables along with her kids, like (laughs) there's other things going on. Right. And so she's stressed and just everything is happening. And so I went on to like, you have to know your audience, right? Like, even though I'm Christian, like I can't go busting out, like telling her scripture and so I'm just kind of sitting there and, you know, walking her through it. And I was like, I just need you to know this right now. I'm like, you are so loved. I'm like, you, you have value and worth that is beyond the scale or the size of your clothes. And she's now like, oh, that is the sweetest thing someone said to me. And like crying and crying. And I'm just like sitting there like, Lord, give me the words. Holy Spirit, move me out of the way and just speak because I have no clue. And so I went on to say some things that were kind of like little like nuggets, if you will, that I learned early on. And I just, you know, over the years of having been on this journey, you pick up a lot of things, especially in this industry. And so I just was sharing some things with her and I said to her, you know, and I want to share them with you today. I was like, look, I'm like, first and foremost, I need you to let, I need to let you know, like any diet will work for a short term, like anything. 
calories in, calories out, right? Like it's going to work for short term, but almost no diet is going to last and work long term. And she's like, will you say that again? (laughs) And I was like, yeah, like for like a short while, like think about all those brides who were like wanting to get in shape. And then after their wedding, like, you know, the first year of their honeymoon, you know, that honeymoon year, and all of a sudden they gained 50 pounds. It's because in the short term, things can happen. But if you don't have lifelong, sustainable, long-term habits and disciplines, the diet doesn't matter, you know? And so I am on like a mission to end diet trends. Like I, we are diet exhausted, right? We're diet fatigued where it's overkill. And so that was like a first little tidbit of knowledge that I shared with her. And I hope that that blesses you too, sweet sister. And it convicts you to like, okay, am I going after fad diet after fad diet after fad diet when really I'm not creating sustainable lifelong, you know, habits because that's what matters. Exercising, having a daily, you know, morning routine where you're praying or walking and talking with the Lord or reflecting or journaling, you know, what are you doing to fill your cup in the best ways possible? All right. So that's kind of one of the first things that I said to her. And then, you know, something else that I said to her too, and it relates to this. I was like, girl, I'm like, look, honey, I'm like, and mind you, she's like my age, but I'm like, losing weight is not the hardest part here. Like you can lose weight, but it's maintaining it. And so I asked her like, what have you done in all of these things? Like, is there a common thread? Like as a coach, my job is to help you look for patterns of what works, right? And let's maximize on that. We don't want to come from a place of lack or abundance of like, well, you need to do this, you know, and eliminate sugar and eliminate coffee and eliminate, you know, blah, 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 blah. No, like, okay, well, what is working? What do you like doing? And I was trying to figure out if she likes exercise. And she's like, no, she's like, I only come here because I, you know, I want to see people. She's really kind of struggling with being at home. And then she said, and also she was like, because I don't want to, um, she goes, I don't want to change my diet all that much. And I was like, well, you're now punishing yourself and you're trying to outsmart your diet with exercise. I'm like, it doesn't work like that. Like one hour in the gym is not going to negate, you know, and kind of fix, if you will, an autocorrect what you've done for 23 other hours. So there's so much going on here. And, you know, literally I was like, okay, I've got three minutes. You know, not that I didn't, she was actually going to the class as well, which was really interesting. So she's like, oh, I'm so mindful of the time. She's like, I have to get to class. And I said, oh, I'm going too. And then it was, well, I won't get off on that side tangent. I was going to say it was awkward to like be in the class with her because she was like looking at me the whole time. And I'm like, is she looking at how much weight I'm using? And I could care less really. I just didn't want her to feel any less than. I was like, you know, I just want to go over and hug her is really what I wanted to do. So the other thing I told her, you know, and I was like, look, sweets, I'm like, your body is in such stress. Like it does not know what is happening. <laughs> like literally you're trying something new almost every week or at least every month. And your body is trying to find some semblance and some balance. And what happens, sister friend, if you've been on a diet and most women have, like literally it's like 90% of women have been on a diet. So if you've been on a diet, like, you know, your body is trying to acclimate and it's trying to adjust and adapt to the method that you're now teaching it or treating it. Right. And so it's constantly trying to find that balance and you're constantly switching it up. So it's like, well, wait, now we're doing the intermittent fasting. Wait, I thought we were just doing like all this extra fat with keto and it's like, and then your pancreas is going crazy and your cortisol levels are up and, you know, and then it's messing with your hormones and she's my age. So she's already, you know, fixing with her hormones and all that. So there was just so much going on here. And then, you know, I just ended up like saying to her, I was like, look, sister, like you have to realize too, like 
the weight is one thing, like the physical number on a scale or the clothes that you're wearing, but like you have so much other like fear inside of you and there's shame around your size. Like she had talked about the sizes of her clothes. It's like, I can't believe I'm back up to a size 20. And, and I was like, there's shame there. And so there's so much more that we carry that goes into our weight, right? That it can't be measured on a scale. And so I was like, well, what would that look like if you didn't have that feeling? And she's like, oh my gosh, I would love life. And I was like, okay, well, let's find that place where you love life again. (laughs) And I was like, do you realize like you're saying that if you were a size 10, you would love life? I'm like, hmm. I'm like, let's think about this. And she's like, I never really thought about like this. So we were trying to unpack. I mean, you guys, this is literally like a five minute conversation. Okay. So what I wanted to say to her, right? And y'all know how much I love Snickers. If you've been here for a hot minute, you know. It's like Snickers does not satisfy like it says. It's only Jesus that does. But because I know her well enough to know that would not have been received. And so I did say, you know, I kind of dropped in and just said, look, like, I really think it's important that you realize from God, like how much God loves you, no matter the size of the clothes in your closet, no matter the, you know, the number on the scale. So those were kind of like some of the worldly things that I shared with her that perhaps, you know, will resonate with you and the Holy Spirit will convict you of some of those things, whether it be, you know, your own diet exhaustion, your own habits that perhaps, you know, you need to really focus on, or even too, like, what is it that I enjoy doing? You know, now we go over, of course, we know that we're in the world, but not we're out of the world. So this is where we then tie in the Bible to this. And I'm going to, hopefully, she and I have made plans to have coffee at the end of the month. And so I'm excited for that. But it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, how Lord, how Holy Spirit am I going to like weave this in? And, you know, it will be an opportunity for ministry. But as a listener of the show, you're here because you know that I do talk about Jesus and I do talk about God. And I do talk about the importance of having, this is the foundation of your health journey, of your wellness journey, of your healing and of your wholeness. So I want to start off by just reminding you, that, you know, God is not the author of confusion, right? We know that from 1 Corinthians 14. It says, you are not the author of confusion, God. You know, he is not a God of confusion. So if you're constantly confused and trying to figure out which diet to try and which one is working best for you and what your body's going to adjust to and adapt to, like, let's just recognize if you're confused, it's not of God. You must follow peace. You must follow like, okay, this sounds good. This feels right. Okay. And you don't just try the next best thing that somebody just, you know, flashes in front of you because it's the newest shiny object. And you're like, oh, well that worked for them. It's going to work for me. That's where you have to have, you know, quicken with the Holy spirit and heed the Holy spirit's voice to say, okay, Holy spirit, is this the direction you want me to go? Right. We have to really allow ourselves to go into that place of like, God, I know that you're not, you know, you're not confusing God. You want to give me clarity and you want to give me hope for my future. So Lord, I'm asking right now that you just go ahead and you infuse in me your wisdom, your knowledge, you know, and divine impartation here to know what it is that I'm supposed to do. The other thing is, sister friend, is that we mustn't be led by fear. We know, of course, all throughout the Bible, do not fear, do not fear, do not be afraid. And we know that in 2 Timothy, it tells us, right, that you do not have a spirit of fear. You are led by power and control and a sound mind. So in my friend's case, she was not of sound mind. And I'm not saying that like in a negative way. And girl, let me just tell you, if you're listening here and you're resonating with this, there's no condemnation because I was teary-eyed with her because I've been there. And recently, right? In the last couple of years, last couple of months, pardon me. And so I just want to remind her like, look, don't make a decision based out of fear. Like, 
you know, oftentimes you'll hear doctors say, or, you know, you hear it on like Dr. Phil or something like, if you don't change now, then this, right? We hear about those scared straight, um, you know, TV shows and where they send kids away with drugs and stuff in which I see that there's merit behind that. But the God that I know is a God of abundance and a God who wants to fill me up to overflow. It tells us in Romans 15, 13, and I hope you're tracking. I'm not giving you all the scripture references, but I hope you're writing these down for future study on your own. But I know that the God that I serve says, I want you to come from a place of abundance that look what you can and you will be able to do when you're at your healthiest self. So like whenever I work with a client, like I have them say like, what do you want your life to look like in a year? Not like, okay, if you stay on this track in one year, you're going to be, you know, on high blood pressure medicine, you're going to be, you know, whatever it is. I come from a place of like, let's paint the vision of what you want life to look like, not where you're going to be if you continue on this trajectory. Now y'all know my story. That's how my story started. Okay. Where he said to me, look, if you gain one pound every month, you're going to be closer to 400 than 300. And that was a shock to my heart. But then I lost weight. But then I had a supernatural weight loss where God had to come in and then heal the places that allowed me to rid the shame, the guilt and said, look, I want a life of fullness with you. I want a life of love, unconditional love and abundance with you. And you're not going to get that if you're only idolizing the scale or the, you know, what you see in the mirror. Okay. So I want you to, I hope that blesses you too, sweet sister. A great question to ask yourself is what does my life look like in one year when I make these changes, when I establish these habits and disciplines, okay? Because that's what you want your life to look like, not, oh my gosh, I'm going to be on medicine or I'm going to be, you know, in bed with 12 cats around me eating Ben and Jerry's, okay? Let's just be real. So the other thing that I want to remind you of too is that, you know, this is a year of rest. We know that in the Hebrew calendar is the Shemitah year, which started back in September. It's the year 5782, and this, if we look in Leviticus, is where they literally gave their crops, right, the entire field, a year off. And it was a time of, you know, replenishing the soil and, you know, it had been depleted over the nutrients and everything. And it was a time of just slowing down, letting that, um, you know, soil replenish itself and be nourished. We need to do that with ourselves. Now, I'm not saying this does not mean you, you know, you don't go to the gym and you eat whatever it is you want. This is where it's important to know which lifestyle habits you're creating, of making sure you eat breakfast, making sure you sit down to eat. I know that I'm talking to someone out there who brings their lunch on the go or eats their, you know, lunch on the go or zips through the drive-thru for the kiddos and grabs himself another, you know, piece of chicken McNugget. Okay. All right. Grilled chicken nuggets from Chick-fil-A. I, I do love me some of those. Now there's no condemnation. Hear me out, sweet sister. Know my heart is not to con- you know, condemn you, but to convict you of like, okay, where are some places in my life where I can make some of these changes? Are there some things that I'm doing that there is, you know, room for improvement? If so, what are they? Holy Spirit, show me what is the better way of living here? What is more aligned with what you say to take care of my body because it is the holy temple, just like it tells me in 1 Corinthians 6. All right. So when we give ourselves that time of rest, it's simply giving ourselves a break from the stressors of diet and exercise. And like I mentioned to my friend, like you're punishing yourself. Like rather than saying like, Lord, I get to, and I'm blessed to go and work out. Not only is my body physically functioning, but I also have a gym membership or I have weights in my basement or I have internet to watch, you know, a program, you know, one of the, I don't know, fitness programs or whatever. So you have to come from a place of like, okay, I'm going to allow myself to not focus and not fixate on this so much that it's become an idol for me. 
And I rather am going to go ahead and I'm going to honor you. I'm going to rest in this. I'm going to surrender this over to you. Now, for some of you, that might mean getting rid of the scale. We did that ditch December, ditch the scale December. That was a game changer for me, y'all. Okay. I stopped doing the daily weigh-ins. I am down to weekly. Just be real with you. All right. So, and even that, I'm not fixated on it. It's not like that's where my worth comes from. Like how are clothes fitting? So I ask you to look at the places in your life where perhaps you might need to completely surrender. Is there an area? And if so, what will you do to make that happen? We have to become aware of what God is speaking to us. We have to know how our body feels, how our body functions. You know, there's a quote that says, most people don't even know how good they are designed to feel. And man alive, is that true? We just go through life, you know, allowing ourselves like, oh, my knee always hurts or, oh, I always get migraines. Well, you know what, y'all, we are not always supposed to get migraines. Let's look and track it and see, like, am I eating something? Am I not sleeping enough? You know, am I eating extra sugar that can cause inflammation in my joints? Like really tracking and looking and knowing your body, which this whole entire month, you guys, is about self, self-awareness, self-love, self-improvement, self-care, you know, all the things, self-worth. Today is all about self-awareness. Like, how am I aware of what I'm actually doing? And then how can I become aware of what God wants to do in and through me? So we have to really look and see like, well, how does my body feel? Like, do I feel like it's, you know, operating at hundred percent? And if not, where are the areas? Are there things that are attached to that? Looking again at their patterns. You know, it's really important to remind ourselves as we rest in this year. And as we have this year of rest, you know, that God tells us, you know, in his word, it says he wants us to have, you know, a good life. Of course, he wants us to have life to the full. And I love in Ecclesiastes nine, seven, this was one of the early scriptures. Now y'all know that I'm not just, I am pulling out, you know, scriptures today, just one verse at a time, but you need to go and look at the whole context and actually study this. But in Ecclesiastes nine, seven, it reminds us, you know, go eat food. God says, be happy and drink. And I love that. And then shortly thereafter, and I think it's Ecclesiastes, maybe 9-11, it says, and always look happy and cheerful. You know, we oftentimes will go through life like looking miserable, like, oh, I got to go to the gym. Oh, you know, I'm giving up coffee this week or whatever. I mean, I'm not advocating for that, but we go through life and we don't have a countenance that shows others joy. Remember, you are possibly the only Bible that someone is ever going to read. Okay. So they're going to look at your life far more than they're going to pick up a Bible. I know some Christians who still don't have a Bible. How about that one? Okay. So we really want to allow ourselves to enjoy life. And that means enjoying food, not punishing ourselves, not saying like, Oh, I can't have that. I have a whole podcast episode of saying, you know, it doesn't align with my vision. It doesn't align with my goals versus saying, or, you know, I choose not to have that. That is so much more powerful than I can't have that. It comes from a place of lack versus a place of abundance. Are you guys tracking with me here on this one? I know I'm some real talk. Like I was so spitting nails angry today. Like I literally came home, wrote my show notes out so quickly. And I was like, I'm just hopping on. I'm just going to share this. I don't know when, but it's coming out. So the last thing that I just want to leave you with here, sister friend, is like really, really looking and finding like the self-awareness piece of this is like what I said to her is find something you like doing. Like if you don't like coming to the gym, like, do you like walking outside? Like, would you rather, you know, do, you know, a class at home? Like if you don't want to come to the gym, she's like, no, I need to be social. And I was like, okay, but she's like, but I hide in the back and I hardly ever talk to anyone because she didn't feel comfortable in her own skin. And I was like, okay, there's so many things going on here. I just want to like love up on you and just tell you how much Jesus loves you. And if only you could see what he sees. 
I was like, okay, we're not going to go there. But so find things you like doing. And that's not just, you know, physically doing, but also eating, you know? So I said to her, well, is there something that you do like eating? That's like a healthier option. I was like, do you like cauliflower rice? She's like, oh yeah, I actually haven't been enjoying that. I'm like, great. Put that in place of rice in your stir fry. Use that in place of rice and stuffed peppers. Use that in place like, and I was like, add it to your eggs in the morning. It adds, you know, adds the fiber. It adds the extra, you know, um, you know, substance in your vegetables, your nutrition. She's like, I never thought of that. I'm like, this is what you have to know. You have to be so aware of yourself. What do I like? And do more of that. How can I fit it in? So you just go on Pinterest and you type in cauliflower rice. You'll come up with about 3,000 in about three seconds of what to do with cauliflower rice. Okay, just saying. But you have to know what it is you like. And you have to know, okay, if I know I want to be around people, then maybe joining, you know, maybe a smaller group or something might be better for you. Or joining an online platform where they Zoom and you can still see people and get to know people. But maybe if you don't feel comfortable, you know, if she's only going there, she has that negative mindset of like, oh, I'm at the gym and she's punishing herself. Like she's already associating that with a negative thing. This is so deep, y'all. I hope you're tracking with it. Okay. And then the last thing here that I was saying to her is like, okay, well, she has a really sweet family. She had like, I think she has two or three sisters and she was saying that she gets together with them and they were going to go on a spring break trip in March, but she really didn't want to go because, I mean, this is all in our five minute conversation. She really didn't want to go because she didn't want to be in a swimming suit and all of her sisters are thin, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, okay, well then can you find something that is like, a non-food related, or maybe where you're not in a swimming suit. Cause she said, Oh, we always get together and cook. And I was like, well, could you guys get together and like maybe scrapbook or maybe have like a little spa day? Maybe you could get your nails done. And you know, like I had friends when I did live here in Cleveland before we would get together and we'd have coloring parties. We would bring like, you know, some drinks and some appetizers. And then we get together and we would actually take those like adult coloring books and color. Y'all may have heard me talk about how we would have a study hall too. My friend Lori and I do power hours together. And so just really important to be able to have things that, you know, activities that you enjoy doing and hobbies you enjoy doing that aren't always food focused. Okay. Because that adds another layer of like stress to somebody. And the last thing we're going to do is stress our bodies out. But guess what? That's the first thing the enemy wants to do. The enemy had this woman in such bondage, you guys, like he had her so like painfully connected to her size, to the weight, to the exercise, to the diet, to all the things. I mean, it was exhausting just hearing her talk and my heart was just aching for her because again, there's no condemnation because I have been that person. I've tried every diet. I've been in the place of distress and despair. And so I was really trying to bring awareness to her, like, well, what do you enjoy doing? And what do you like? And what are some things that folk, that you want to focus on? And so, you know, we know that God tells us in Matthew 12, 30, that out of the heart, the mouth speaks. In this woman's heart was complete fear, disgust, you know, contempt for herself. And I was like, you are so loved. Like that's why I had to come just and just remind her of her identity is love. And she brings God such joy, like just her simple creation. God was like, I'm pleased with you. You never have to do another thing. There's no number on the scale, no number on the back of your dress that will ever, ever qualify you in my book. It's, it happened at your creation. Like I qualified you then. That's what he was really wanting to say to her. So I'm going to, you know, I would ask you to join me in prayer for her. I'm not going to share her name, but I pray that, you know, this ministers to you. If you have been on that endless cycle of diet exhaustion, if you've been on that yo-yo, if you've been on the fasting and the keto and the cleanses and the detoxes and blah, 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 I pray that this blesses you too, sweet sister. 
I know I went a mile a minute today. You know why? Because this makes me so angry that the enemy is after us this way. Like I get so angry. Like I just want to like drop kick him in the crotch. Like I get so angry at him that he has stolen this person's joy and not only hers, so many other people, myself included. Okay. There is no condemnation. So I pray that this blesses you, sweet sister friend. If so, I have a feeling it will bless someone else. Please share it with someone if something comes to mind or you just say, hey, I feel like there's some good wisdom in here. Pass it on. Hey, and don't y'all forget, we've got Lighten Up Lifestyle, which is an awesome opportunity for you to connect with fellow like-minded sisters. And it is our exclusive Shine membership community. We'd love to have you come over there and join us. So check it out in the show notes. Otherwise, sweet sister friend, I absolutely love being with you. I love having your time, our time together. If so, come and join me, not only Lighten Up Lifestyle, but message me and say, hey, this, you know, this was helpful to me. And I love putting those kinds of things in my uh, podcast, excuse me. Oh yeah, the podcast too. But I love putting those kinds of things on social, letting other people know that this is helping people. You know, that is my goal is to help people get healthier, stronger, more confident in God's word. So I pray that this is doing that for you. All right, sweet sister, long message today. Man alive was the Holy Spirit working in me. Until we meet next time, keep on shining.